So that was cool. That was cool. I'd like us to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 6. I'd like to talk about believing in God. Life happens sometimes at warp speed. There are things that happen sometimes in life that just like, it changes just like that. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and you're already running late? It, can any, does anybody relate to that? Like you wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I don't even know if I have time to shower, but everybody would appreciate it if I did. So I'm, it's like life happens fast. And I have found sometimes in those moments of fast happenings, I forget God. I find sometimes it's, it's in the intensity of those events that I can kind of like, okay, I just got to grab this. I, and I find if I'm not careful, I put God aside and I try to jump into it full on. I'm not against responsibility. I believe in responsibility. But what I find amazing is what God can do in a moment. We can't manufacture in a day, in a week, in a month. Because God can do things. And, and so as I'm reading John, I've been reading the Gospels. And what I love about reading the Gospels is I love seeing how Jesus interacted with people. And, and he revolutionized mankind. He came and he basically was saying, I've got a message for you that will make your life better. I've got something for you that if you buy into it, it will make your life better. That's almost as good as a 30-second infomercial. You know, the shopping channel, turning that on and people saying, listen, if you want to cook your, your food faster, here, try this and try that. And Jesus comes along and he says, listen, any situation in life, any situation in life, I've got a better way of doing it. any situation, I am convinced that he is the answer. And I am convinced he is the answer to every and any question I may have, you may have, your neighbor may have, your workmate may have. I believe he can answer any question and he is the answer, the solution that we need in life. If not, you'd start to wonder and question everything. Because if he couldn't do this, 
can he really do this? And if he couldn't do this, and I'm not sure if he can do that, can he really? I'm convinced. I'm convinced that it's not all about just what we see here. It's about eternity. And sometimes our glasses and our focus is what's happening here when we don't get a glimpse of what's happening in the big realm, in the realm beyond time. I'm here for 90 years. I'm here for the time that God wants me to be here, but eternity is a whole lot longer than that. And in John, John chapter 6, I want to read this little passage. I've got a number of thoughts here that I, I just want to talk about believing. If you read the book of John, all the Gospels use the word believe. Matthew uses the word believe um, in, in, in a specific form or in a specific word family about 10 times. Mark uses it about 10 times and Luke uses it about nine times and then you get to John and he uses the word in John 99 times. So it's a very important word. One of the things you do if you want to study a book, you look at some of the key words that are listed in the book and then you get to start to see a theme or a message or a thought coming through. And so one of the main messages of the book of John is the word believe, and it's interesting because each book of the Gospels had as an underlying thing a specific group or a specific culture they were going after. Matthew. And it's, it's very interesting. I, I don't think you just pass on these things because this speaks to the beauty of the word of God. The end of Malachi, or if the Italians were here, they'd say Malachi, at the end of Malachi, there was about 400 years of silence. And Jesus came. Malachi being the written word from the Old Testament. And then if you understood some of the scholars and some of the thought as to how to write, you know, how do they take the books of the New Testament, Matthew is written to the Jewish people. It is an automatic or a, it's, it's like that is the great book to, to bridge the Old Testament into the New Testament because it's written to the Jewish people. And then you get Mark and you get Luke. And the other two prevailing cultures of the time were the Greeks and the Romans. And those books are written to the Greeks and the Romans. One of them is heavily about action and activity and the other one's largely about thought. Then you get to the book of John, and you find out John is a book that's written to everyone. And so you get this amazing transition from the Old Testament into the New Testament, and how God moves them just from the Jews. Then he says, hey, there's Greek, and there's Roman. And he goes, not only that, but this book is written to everyone. So even looking at just how the structure of the Bible is composed, it is amazing to see his finger and his hand through it. And you get to John, and he uses the word believe. John 3, 16. 
And if you read John 3.16, if you go three or four verses before and three or four verses beyond, you see the word believe about five or six times. But you get to John 6, and, and it's just after he had fed all the people, the 5,000, I try if you can place yourself in the scenery of that time. A person that looks like you and me. He didn't walk around with a halo. You know, like we have pictures of Mother Mary and she's got a halo and there's pictures of all the apostles, halos and Jesus. No, he just walked. He, in fact, people didn't even recognize him at times. Judas had to show him to, the, to all the army. He looked like you and I. Maybe a bit more like me. But, um, <laughs> but I, I try to imagine what it would take to have one that, somebody that looks just like you and I, but amazing things happen when you're around that person. I mean, he challenged their faith, the disciples' faith, to believe. He says, the people are hungry. What do you got for food? Can you imagine that conversation? If that conversation happened with me, I'd say, McDonald's is just down the road. Can you give me 25 minutes, and how much do you need? And, okay, let's take up an offering, and let's try to get enough food for 5,000 people. And somebody in the group says, hey, there's a kid here with five, five, you know, five loaves and a couple fish. And Jesus says, bring it here. Like, I don't even think I would have even said that to God. Come on. Can we be honest? I've got a measly little lunch. And he says, how are we going to feed air? I'm not going to go here. Come on. Your friends are going to go, are you stupid? There's nothing there. I'd eat that in half an hour, and you want to feed this whole stadium of people? And Jesus took it, fed everybody, and had 12 baskets left over. And he looks just like you and me. He doesn't have the shiny robe on. and he, he, He's God in the flesh. And he does this. And, and then the people come to him, and, and Jesus, they're talking to him. And, and he goes to the other side of the water, and they don't even know how he got there because they counted how many boats were at the dock. And they said, there's all the boats. Like they said, there's no different number, and yet he's not here. How did he get over there? That's what the people said, not the disciples. And they find him, and they go, where, where, when did you get here? When did you get here? And he goes, truly I say to you, verse 26 of John 6, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. 
And I want us to be honest here. Because I think sometimes we put on our spiritual hat and we say, oh, well, no, that wouldn't be me. But then Monday hits, and it's like, Lord, where's the loaves of food? He says, don't work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life. And Jesus here is painting a picture of a value system that is completely revolutionary to the people that he's talking to. Nobody is thinking like this. And I'm here to tell you today, there's a way to live in Christ and following Jesus that will revolutionize your life. And I'm speaking to believers, and I'm here to tell you, I think there's more. We haven't tapped it all, and we haven't figured it all out. I am desperate for Jesus. I'm desperate for God. I am. I need him to help me find a parking spot. I drive in, and if there's a parking spot close by, I smile. If there's a parking spot farther away, I figure he wants me to get into shape. He says, don't work for the food that's... That, that's temporary or perishes but work for the food but for the food which endures to eternal life which the son of man will give to you for on him the father god has set his seal therefore they said to him what shall we do that me we may do the work or work the works of god they missed it and all they wanted to do was what he did and he says to them this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Again, he turns the tables. We're looking for, and when I say we, often I'm referring to me, but I've been married, and I know when Owen and I would talk and she'd say, I'd like to do this, and when she said she'd like to do something, it meant, I got to do something. So when I say we, I know it's me, but it's also us. And he says, believe in me. He revolutionizes. We're looking, we're looking for the silver bullet. How can we do this better how can we do this faster? How can we do this cheaper? How can we do this without as many people? How can we do this so we get more done? And, and we're always looking for some solution to an answer or a question. And he says, and, and they came to him and they said, how can we do the works that you do? And he says, believe in me. Believe in him who he has sent. That is the work of God. That's almost my sermon. Almost. Believe. Believe. 
I say that, and I think some of you are already going, what about? Well, you say believe, but do you know? Yes, I do know. I do know. And I'm not going to stop believing just because I don't know. There's the father that came to Jesus and said, would you heal my son? If you can, and Jesus says, I can, do you believe? And he says, I believe. And he also says, help me in my unbelief. I believe there's times when we can believe, but there's also questions. And my challenge to you today, that my challenge to myself today is can I rest some of those questions and can I just say, I believe? And they said to him, what then do you do for a sign? They're still trying to figure it out. And he goes, and they say, so that we may see, listen to the order of this, that we may see and then believe. My phone's telling me it's time's up, but I saw this thing here. Um, <laughs> that we may see and then believe. And if you study the Bible and you read, and it goes on to, in this passage, Jesus says, no, you've got to believe, and then you will see. You see how he turns the tables? This challenges me. Because I want to see the impossible happen. We sing about it. And I believe it. And I'm saying, Lord, help me in those moments when I go, but. The theme that I took out of our worship time this morning was God is good. But what about? No, no. God is good. <laughs> but you don't understand my neighbor. No, God is good. If I could be honest about this, this is fundamental, but I believe so many of us miss it. Again, when I say us, I mean me, and when I say me, I mean we. So many of us miss it. I'm not here to condemn. I'm here to challenge. I'm here to stir that we would walk away with a conviction, a persuasion that would say, no, when that arises, I'm going to say, God, I believe. And if you study that word believe, it doesn't just mean have faith in 
it, it actually, the connotation means a total reliance upon. I totally rely upon you. Amen? I don't think I need to say a whole lot more. I think God... (laughs) That was good. That was worth another five minutes. (laughs) Well, at least you're not doing this like I usually do. Can we stand? Before I bless you, I'd like to take a moment of being brave and being honest. And it's not for me. It's not even for the person beside you. It's for you. But can you be brave enough to introspect and say, God... And, 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 and be honest about this. There's maybe there's, there's issues that maybe aren't, and, and this may not be for everybody. But if there's something that you're going, I believe, but I got this, help me, Lord, with my unbelief. And, man, I could do a whole lot better by just believing. And I'm not telling you it's just a simple thing. It, it's, it's a reliance on God. But if you could be brave enough to allow him to speak to you and say, yeah, I could do, and I don't, oh, man, I, it's not I do. Lord, help me believe more. If, if, if you can be honest in evaluation, if that's you, just raise your hand in acknowledging it to the king. Lord, help me believe quicker and you. Amen. Thank God Pastor David doesn't pray long prayers. I mean, I want to bless you. Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace, the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you grace, amen, God bless you.